Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, guys. I'm Katie Lowe's actress, mom, and host of the parenting podcast, Katie's Crib. A show that helps women navigate the colossal changes that come with motherhood. You'll hear from resilient mamas, knowledgeable experts, and me asking a whole lot of questions. It's real talk that offers real perspective on what it's really like to be a parent. New episodes publish every other Thursday. Listen to Katie's Crib on the iHeartRadio app or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Open your hearts and loosen your buds. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text, sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it It's What's up? Welcome to Couples Therapy. I am Naomi. And I am Andy. And we are a real-life couple, a real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we bring you the very best sets from our live show, where we have comics who are close, do sets together about their relationship. And you know what? Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, baby. Don't you feel it in your bones sometimes? (laughs) I know. I know. Um, I feel like, okay, where are we at? So much to discuss. Happy August. First, that... The most... August month. <laughs> August is so August. August. The way Raven Simone was so Raven. <laughs> um, it really, it really does hit you. We're in the thick of it. These, this is what they would call the dog days of summer. 
I never really knew what the point of that saying was, where it came from. The dog, the dog day. days of summer? Yeah. Uh, well, oh, these are the days where... Uh, if you were a, like a copper tone baby, a little dog would tug at your bathing suit. Okay, and so that's this, why it's the dog days. Okay, in this is the month. You know, I'm always like, what are the dog days? What are the Honda days? You know, there's certain there's certain parts parts of our culture that I just don't know. Um, but and by the way, we are of course sponsored by Honda. <laughs> Go buy a new Honda Quattro. <laughs> is that even a type of Honda? I I'm not. As we learned last episode, I'm not a or two episodes ago, I'm not a sports guy. As we learned today, I'm not a car guy. Here, here's here's the guy I am. Tell me the guy you are. You want sketch comedy quotes? Mm-hmm. You want uh, I mean to talk about the Simpsons? Yep. yep. Indie rock. Yep. Uh, those you're are the main a, ones. You're a quotes guy. Uh, you're a quotes guy. Fine literature, philosophy. Um, Andy. <laughs> speaking of the guy you are, I feel like recently we had this incident. 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 It was, I know. I said incident. Wow. I'm like, no, not an incident. But we had this moment. Fun choice of noun, baby. You know, we were like trying to find something to watch and we were just talking about shows and stuff. As most couples do in the 21st century, you spend a good part of your night together scrolling on Netflix, Hulu, HBO Go, Amazon. Amazon. And you just keep going back and forth, you know, between the four until you find something you can watch. And then at that point, it's taking you so long to scroll. You only have time for a 30 minute show. You find something, you're just exhausted. You're exhausted by the process and you're just like, I guess this. Yeah, exactly. So we were doing that. And then I don't forgot how we got onto it, but you started talking to me. Because on Netflix, there is the the new CW version. I believe it's canceled. I don't think it lasts oh, no, more yeah, than a it's season, like one or season or two. Yeah. Of the Tomorrow People. Oh, right. And we saw that came up on Netflix. And then you were like, oh, is that a remake? And I was like, a remake of what? I had no idea what you were talking about. And then you started talking about an old 70s show called The Tomorrow People, which I knew nothing about. Yeah. So uh, if you are an old person like me, (laughs) (laughs) you might remember in the – I mean, this is – it existed before I was even born. Right. I mean, it's real. It's from the 70s. Basically, it's a British version of the X-Men, okay? It's about Uh a bunch of teens who have uh, superpowers like telekinesis and telepathy and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think they're just fighting different threats, like aliens and things like that. Yeah. And um, it replayed on Nickelodeon when I was a kid. Okay. In the the 80s, sometime Mm -hmm. in the like mid to late 80s. And there's – the reason why we're we're talking about this is because Naomi and I – I started telling her about the specific episode that – has been stuck in my head since I was maybe six or seven years old. Okay. And in this episode, The Tomorrow People, uh, again, it's like, it's very much a British show of the 70s where, (laughs) you know, it's a lot of it takes place in one room with a stationary camera that just kind of pans back and forth. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that kind of has that flavor to it. Um, And there's one episode where I guess the aliens try to bring back... Hitler, there's a or there's a clone of Hitler. I don't I don't remember. I didn't look this up. Yeah, but uh, I I did look up the uh, we did watch bits of the episode. But basically, like there's an alien Hitler, uh huh, uh huh, clone that they try to like I guess bring back the Fourth Reich or something oh, or geez, do Louise. the Fifth Reich. And this is a children's show. You said this is a children's show. <laughs> I was six or seven when I Jeez. first watched this. And there's a a part of it though where like the clone starts breaking down. And Hitler's head just melts into this green mush. And you see an eyeball, like, slide down the mush. Okay, also, you guys have to also know, Hitler's head is in a jar. So this is where it's also... (laughs) So someone's trying to bring back Hitler. They've got his head in a jar. The head starts to melt. This show is for children. 
ostensibly <laughs> for children. But that I, I the reason I you know we're talking about that because like I I believe that's a formative event in my brain. Yeah, I believe if there's like if you want to credit anything to my weirdness <laughs> or my fear of fascism, <laughs> even more than reading Howard's Inn. It was, <laughs> it was baby Andy clearly unsupervised in front of a television screen. Yeah. I don't, I mean, my parents were good parents. I know. I'm teasing. I'm teasing, but I'm also like, I know. I'm just like, just in case Marty and Norma are listening. <laughs> it was so, but it was also like, that is so terrifying. And to be a little kid. And even when Andy showed me this image, cause he's like, did you see this? You got to see this. This is, image has been in my head for years. And then you like, we just found like a screen grab of it. And I was like, this is the most grotesque thing I've ever seen. And I feel like Nickelodeon was dropping the ball. Okay. Cause my Nickelodeon was, you can't do that on television. People were getting slimed, but Hitler wasn't made of slime. He was. When he's, what is, he melted. That was slime. <laughs> but that's, someone must have said, I don't know. Is that what it was when he got slimed? Well, people would get covered in goop. But what you was know. it when you said, if you said water, you got water on you? Does anyone else remember you can't do this on television? You guys must remember. You know it also included Alanis Morissette. So come on. We, you know what we're talking about. But I was like, people got slimed and it was nowhere near as grotesque as the slime face of Hitler in a jar. And the Tomorrow People, I couldn't get over it. Do you know, by the way, I, I did read the Wikipedia entry. Apparently, the creator of the Tomorrow People was hanging out with David Bowie. Uh-huh. And they were talking about the phrase homo superior, mm -hmm. which was like written in a book in the 1930s. And like the X-Men, that's what mutants are called in the X-Men. Oh. And also what the tomorrow people are called. They're, yes. they're either homo novus or homo superior. Interesting. And then David, but David Bowie used that in a, a song on Hunky Dory. If, oh. I don't know if you know Hunky Dory. Absolutely not. Love it. Great okay. album. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Top to bottom. Uh -huh. Just wonderful. Uh, but in the... Uh, in Oh You Pretty Things, he's like, you gotta make way for homo superior. <laughs> Remember a couple episodes ago, limited vocal range, Randy. <laughs> but that apparently inspired the Tomorrow People guy to create the show. Wow. So David Bowie, not only. David Bowie, husband of Iman. Right. That's not what only I know him One for. of the most influential IRCs. Of our time. Of our time. Also. Pave the way for the Tomorrow People. Thank you. Naomi, do you have, I, I don't know, do you know, do you have anything from your youth that's just like jammed in your brain and will be there forever? Well, it's funny because like, obviously like, I grew up on TV. I was, a, I, I mean, I would read a lot of books, but I also would watch TV. Basically, I was an indoor kid. So I have a bunch of shows, but I remember very distinctly. So you were saying you were six or seven and you saw this thing that terrified Something you. Like that. When I was about that age, I was taken to the movies with my older cousins, with everybody else, to see Child's Play. The first Child's Play. And that terrified me. Like, I've never had anything shake me to my core. Again, at six or seven, I'm playing with dolls. Dolls are my life. Cabbage Little, Patch Kids. Hello, the whole gang. And to watch this evil doll running around killing people, and it was, what was that? Had to be like 90. Like it was like that point where you know the gore is like so palpable. Yeah, it's like so cheesy, but also uh, looking back as cheesy, but at the time it's like it's so gross. And they're gonna give you a close up on the like clay and putty and ooze they've used. And it terrified me so much. And it was the original one, it wasn't Bride of Chucky. I'm telling you, oh gee. Because I know when I proposed play. to you, you were like, you were like, yes, 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 of course. But don't stab, don't turn into a doll and stab me. Right, right. Even though, like, you'd be such a sweet doll. 
And I was like, this is so terrifying. And it really like stuck with me. And then it didn't help. I don't know if I talked about this before. So like I would spend every summer with my cousins in Detroit and um, some of my older cousins. Like I was so terrified of Chucky. Like I feel, I don't remember. I feel like the movie came out maybe in winter, but even that summer, like I was still scared of it. And we got this doll called Susie Scribbles and you would put a tape in the back of her and she would like talk and write and she could like write cursive. Obviously, hello, batteries, tapes, you know, the 90s. It was all about an interactive toy moment. It was a, Teddy Ruxpin really set exactly. the, set the agenda. And so we had Susie Scribbles, and then one time my cousin, the older cousin, he like calls me upstairs. He's like, Naomi, I want you to come see Susie. She has something to tell you. And again, they put tapes in Susie. So you could put any tape you wanted in Susie. Bon Jovi. And they had taken the time to record. And so literally they press play, and it goes, uh, she goes, hi, Naomi. I'm Susie, Chucky's cousin. Want to play? <laughs> I run screaming, lock myself in the bathroom for hours, will not come out, convince Chucky's real, Susie's in on it, they're all coming for me, I can't sleep. And that was very, very formative and terrifying, and I still think about it to this day. And then sometimes I think, now, what the hell kind of goddamn bullying we all doing with a multimedia experience? My damn cousins took the time to sit there and make a damn tape just to terrify me to my bones? Read a book, kids. And what are kids what are kids doing now? Yelling at each other on Twitter? Yep, Andy, that's what they're doing. In You're- my day, we fabricated tapes and put them in Teddy Ruxpin type things to scare our younger cousins. Um you guys, I think what we want to when you switch gears. Because I'm always like, I don't know where else to go. I want to get into it. Because we got so much show. But before we get into that, you guys, we got some info to tell you, okay? This Saturday, August 10th, we are here in LA at the Virgil. We got a dope lineup. Oh my God. Sabrina Julie's is going to be on the show. Love her. Old, oh, actual friend of ours. Actual friend, friend of the show. She's done it in the past. Who she, else is on it? We've got Demi out of Jigbe from Punch Up the Jam and Gilmore Guys podcast. Yeah. And a bunch of other people. If you live here in Los Angeles, please come out to the show at the Virgil, 8 p.m. on the 10th. And you get tickets at CouplesTherapyPod.com. Yes, also at CouplesTherapyPod.com, you can sign up for our Patreon. For $5, you get two bonus episodes, just me and Andy chilling. Usually we sitting on the couch. We getting into it. We it, sing. Sometimes we sing. We will wish you happy birthday if you are a Patreon. <laughs> um, you can also go to the website and hit us up on our call-in line. Andy, tell them that number. Right. So either write it down or to go to the website, 323-524-7839. Call in, ask us relationship questions. When we do our advice episodes with special guests, we will listen to those questions. We will play those questions on the air, and we will help you get your life. Hopefully. <laughs> why would you caveat it? I am making bold statements, so you got to come through with an undercut. Hey, Naomi, why don't we play a set from our July show? Oh, yes, yes, so yes. You, so I don't get scolded. <laughs> you guys, this first set is wonderful. It features best buds Asif Ali and Ramsey Badawi. You've seen Asif on shows like Wrecked on TBS, The Mick, and New Girl, and the sketch comedy group Goat Face, which has had a special on Comedy Central. Yeah. Ramsey has written for Goat Face. He's also written for shows on Amazon, and he hosts the podcast and live show, Now Is Not The Time. These two guys are a real fun time, so get into it. Roll it. Hey, guys, how are you? Good. Hey, everybody. How's it going? 
My name's Asif Ali. This is Ramsey Badawi. I was looking at us backstage. Yeah. Uh, I look like you, but uh, if you stuck like a fork into a light socket. <laughs> We kind of have like a, you know, I could be his stand-in or something somewhere. Yeah, they were like, oh, I have to go get coffee. They're like, bring Ramsey out. <laughs> he'll, <laughs> he'll stand and do the blocking. This, this guy is one of, my, uh, one of my best friends. You guys ever have a friend uh, that you meet and then you feel like you've known him for a thousand years, like first day? Oh. There we go. Right well, there. Exactly one of you has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep that on the podcast. Exactly one person, one person. knows you know what, what real is, friendship like. is. In this audience, that's how me and I. Th do you think that's how it is with most? Do you think all brown? Do you think all brown recognize brown? Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Is that what it is? You have to. We we got booked. Here's what happened. We got booked to do this thing called uh, Politicon. Have you guys heard of this? Have you heard of Politicon? It's a political convention where they bring people in to waste people's time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is called. I, it is called an official convention for quote political junkies. <laughs> Which, Which feels offensive to actual junkies, doesn't it? <laughs> Isn't that an offensive concept? I don't know anybody on the street because they couldn't get enough of Rachel Maddow in their lives. <laughs> you know? They're like, I need a weekend pass. <laughs> they, bu they booked us both to perform. Yes. I was hosting, what is it, the funniest comedian at Politicon? It was, no. It you was know, even, it was something that sounds real exciting. It was even yeah. stupider. It was even stupider. It was the uh, 2015's top political comedian... Okay, and I got selected, and so did Asif. I, he was hosting. I was hosting, baby. I'm, I'm too big for the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to waste. They didn't want to waste any time. Here's the thing. I'm not a political comedian, and neither is Asif. No, I'm not. But for some reason, people go, whenever people see a brown guy with glasses, they go, those guys are the Daily Show. Bring yep. them in yep, here. Yep. You guys were staff on John Oliver, right? <laughs> Hop on over here. So it's a horrible saying. Do you remember where it was? We it's look like we have New York Times subscriptions. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. We look, yeah. Well, there's no doubt that we could have been cartoonists if we stayed in the <laughs> Middle East. Uh, I could have. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. Good. Thank yeah. you. The two most. This guy's like, probably, yeah. Are you, are you the best friends that met last year? <laughs> Is yeah, it you two? They are, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Those two. They feel it. It was a huge, we were at, the, it was at the LA Convention Center. You ever do a show in a place that's, the space is way too big for your show? It, it was like doing this comedy show in the Staples Center. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I felt like, I felt like Kevin Hart going through a dress rehearsal. <laughs> yeah, no doing sound there. check. Yeah, and there's one guy in the back like, yeah! No one was there. It was like, I honestly felt like we were performing to just like a swap meet for librarians. <laughs> Average age, 73. I have never seen more tote bags in an audience in my fucking life. It was all tote It was the weirdest <laughs> experience of my entire life. <laughs> just people. How did you feel like your set went? It was awful. It was so bad. <laughs> it I, was. I bombed so hard. Everybody I bombed. I didn't say the word deficit nearly enough. <laughs> they would have loved me had I just brought up the deficit two more times. Bombed my, I bombed probably worse than I've ever bombed in my entire life. I feel like even the people who did great bombed. Yeah, absolutely. I think <laughs> anybody, it was, it was a horrible experience. We were just, I just remember being lost. What's that? Are <laughs> you saying something about Obama? <laughs> I worry when people. Oh, this is taking a turn. Him. I gotta be honest. <laughs> is this been, why they're best friends? I've been doing comedy <laughs> for six years, and anytime someone has said Obama in the crowd, it's never been good. It's never been good. It's always been somebody who's fucking two beers away from getting kicked out of Thanksgiving. 
<laughs> What's that? Yeah, well, we, that is a kind of an interesting thing. We met under the Obama administration. We did. What a glorious time that was, huh? It was, because that's what it was. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Guys, our agent yeah. is really supporting us tonight. Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to get a TV deal. Yeah, Some, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'll be in a situation and I'll go, no wonder why my manager doesn't email me back. <laughs> that makes perfect sense now. <laughs> so we met at Politicon. We both bombed. We both bombed. We both bombed. Then we, to try to console ourselves, so we just sort of linked up. We had this natural brown guy thing. We're like, you're brown? I'm brown. Yeah, you feel weird, right? You I feel, feel weird. Let's, okay. go, let's go hang out together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you scared of your own religion? Uh-huh. Okay. I'm not confident with you're it. Confident? I don't know confident enough of it to defend it. Have you... Have yeah, you, yeah. Have you <laughs> I don't know enough Islam to defend it. And if you're brown, you're automatically a fucking theologian. And you I don't know. I don't have the tools. That's why. So I, I just stick to the Indian stuff. I'm like, what about the colors one? Remember? You guys throw colors in each other's faces. Let's go to the Indian stuff. Spicy food. It's very yeah. true. It's very true. It's a life of secrecy. <laughs> it really is. That's what it feels like. You know what it feels like? I mean this, and you guys are going to be weird about this, but, but I promise you, this is how it feels. It kind of feels like running into someone else who also got kidnapped by somebody else. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you guys went through something together that a lot of people don't understand and they're kind of scared of, but ultimately you're stronger because of it. <laughs> That's how Asif and I felt when we ran into But the each cool, other. the one bonus thing is after we bombed at Politicon, they go, all right, you guys can go hang. You guys got those week passes. Yeah, you know we what I mean? We got those week passes. We got the long badge, the Coachella, you know? So they sent us into the green room and who did we see? Oh, man. Woo! Some celebs were it was, there. It was a real who's who of MSNBC and Fox News. A who's who of who gives a fuck was in that green room. We were, yeah. you know what's so funny? We were so, like, we were standing next to people, and there was a lot of, like, <gasps> that's political democratic strategist James Carvel. Right <laughs> like, people were, like, doing a lot of that. And he's just sitting there, like, mm-hmm. I remember I was feeling. Uh -huh. <laughs> eating, eating a fucking cracker. I felt, yeah, yeah. I felt so bad about myself. I wanted to die. The one guy from Young Turks was there? I saw the one guy from he's Young sweating Turks. sweating already. He was sweating for no reason. Already sweating. And I'm not kidding. This is what made that whole trip worth it for me. He grabbed this, like, a half a bagel with a ton of cream cheese <laughs> on it. And he just cocked his head back. And he put it in his mouth and just got cream cheese yep, all over his all face. All over his suit. His presentation suit. And he went out there and talked about fucking the war with fucking Einstein bagel cream cheese on his shirt. And I'll people in the audience were like, you know, we have our tote bags. It's fine. This I'll is what never we do. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> it's a good point. What is it with, uh, like, just like leftism and tote bags? What are those <laughs> two know. things? Why I do they know. work so well together? <laughs> There's something about just like having an opinion and just like one shoulder. You know what I mean? Just like I have a strong opinion, one, one shoulder. shoulder. You know. <laughs> Let me try it. Let me try it. <laughs> I think I think nuclear power is good. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then... See, I respect you so much already. I think nuclear power is bad. <laughs> I just changed the opinion. <laughs> just, just cheer for me. Um, no, I'm kidding. That's I, um, part of Ramsey's comedy. Just cheer for me. Just That's cheer just... for me. That's what I do. I go up. I go, please cheer for me. We bombed. <laughs> I saw him get cream cheese all over his face. And then Asif and I just immediately just fell in love. Yeah, we were we like, just, look at this fuck, man. He's just like us. We became best friends. We started seeing each other at shows. And like I, like I said, it's like the brown man pact where yeah. we... You ever, you just, I see you and I don't have to say things to you. I know. I you know, know how you're feeling. Like yeah, we, yeah, yeah. And here's why that's especially hard. It's because Islam is a particularly goofy religion. <laughs> and I know you guys are uncomfortable with that, but Everyone that's fine. here is like putting their tote bags that's on. That's totally like, fine. We're going to get the fuck out of here, dude. I can say I don't want to be involved in this BuzzFeed article. Yeah. 
I don't want to get canceled at the Virgil. This is not worth it. It's I have a job. I work at a bank. Can't be associated with anti-Islamic rhetoric. Just know he has more to lose than all of you. So he's here with me. <laughs> That's true. Jesus. He has Christ. way more to lose than all of you. <laughs> no, it's a weird. It's here's the thing about about the here's the thing. Every component of comedy was built to trigger is like an, a Muslim. Most person. religions in general, but, but that one specifically. You're talking about a religion where people pray five times a five, day. That's too many times. We can all say that. This is like a shitty Jerry Seinfeld. Five times a day. That's too many times. I'm eating breakfast and I gotta pray and then lunch and I gotta pray. I have a tough time flossing twice. Yeah. And then Kramer's like, uh, I joined ISIS, and you're like, Jesus Christ, Kramer. You took it too far, buddy. But to this day, don't you see things in comedy and you're just kind of like, oh my, dude, my mom would, I swear to God, <laughs> if either of our parents were here, has your parents, have your parents? My dad came, what was that? <laughs> she's loving that. My, oh, dad, my dad came once when I did stand up at a college. Did he? Arizona State University. And my op uh, I was opening for Donnell Rawlings, who's like a very funny comedian. Very no. similar comedians, both <laughs> both Asif and Donnell Rawlings. Ashley Larry, I believe, was his name. The same <laughs> From the Chappelle vibe. Show, same guy. The people okay. after the show were like, it's like two of the same people we saw back to back. And yeah. I, I, I only became friends with you because I thought you were Donnell Rawlings. <laughs> He's like, I got a Chappelle show in, dude. Kay. I'm going to talk to this dude. And the guy, my dad was standing there just watching the show, standing. He didn't yeah. sit. Because that's, you know, if you're really about that life, you don't sit down. You know what I mean? See what I'm saying? This is something a lot of people don't understand, but I understand Like, completely. ethnic dads but have come through too much to let <laughs> you fucking catch them slipping sitting down on a chair. So when they're at an event, they're like, fuck you, dude. No, that's I'm standing. My dad stands while driving. He stands while driving. <laughs> he somehow figured out how to stand while driving. <laughs> and so Donnell's doing this bit about, like, um, so I go through my shit, whatever. And Donnell does this bit. This is actually a very humanizing thing for my dad. Uh -huh. Donnell does this bit about back in the, this was a long, this show was a long time ago. I remember Soldier Boy, he used to do this song and it, one of the lyrics was <laughs> Superman that hoe. And so uh -huh. Donnell then proceeds to explain what exactly supermaning that hoe means. Uh -huh. And he details it like, oh, it's when he like busts a nut on a girl's back and then you throw the bed sheet on it and she stands up, she looks like Superman. And my dad was in the back and I saw him laugh and I go, you son of a bitch! You can't do that! <laughs> what were all these rules for? You laughed at supermaning that hoe? Does God damn it! And I had to pray five times a day? That's just a lot of, it's a lot of weight. So I feel like we've always connected on that. I can't believe your dad even, my dad's never seen me perform. My dad has gotten, he's getting better though as he gets older. The other day he asked me uh, about BC. Is it because he won't pay for tickets? He won't pay for tickets. Yeah, yeah. He also claims to not want to support uh, a place that sells alcohol. That's fair. That's which fair. is, you know, my dad's a sober guy, which means, fair. you know, anytime he beat me, he was sober. So that's like, uh, that was his <laughs> own. He you meant know. it, you know what I mean? You do it. <laughs> you can't blame it on anybody. You fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. connected 100% of the hits. <laughs> Love that. That being said, it's not like we're out here attacking or something. No, no. You but, know what I mean? We're going to go to the mosque after this show, and, <laughs> and we would love if you guys would all come with us. Yeah. That's actually what this is. I am, uh, we're here to actually preach the we're word. We're basically two of like the coolest sort of like youth pastors. Uh, in the area trying to reach, you so, know, yo. disadvantaged youth across the country and... Salam alaikum, Sal yo. <laughs> God damn it, I'm gonna yeah. kill myself. I, um, <laughs> if Asif and I are here, who is, who's, who's auditioning for Best Buy commercials across town? <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like...
Okay, what should we leave on? What Let's leave on. on. Okay, I want to oh, leave my favorite memory. Our favorite, my favorite memory with you. Okay, my favorite memory. Uh, we, Asif and I were working on a project together, but we didn't have that much time. So what we did was it was for a sketch show called Goatface. I don't know if any of you. Do you guys it. see those? Did you guys it's see a those billboards on Comedy Central? Yeah. Mike get nominated for an Emmy. Mike, yeah. Well, you know, so this is a preface of that. So well, <laughs> hey, one person half clapped. So glad our work went well. <laughs> our work went noticed. We were working on this project and we were just, we went crazy. We were just like, we have to do all this stuff in a week. So we just locked ourselves in a Denny's. In a Denny's. In a Denny's in Westwood. They don't like it if you're there for over 12 hours. We were there for easily over 12 hours, seven days a week for like three weeks, right? (laughs) Yeah. And my favorite memory of that was we became so delirious and tired one night at about 3 a.m. We started off... Uh, earnestly trying to write a sketch about Col- Colin Kaepernick was in the news at the time, so we were like, we're gonna write this like cool, like woke piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then uh, two hours went by. We hit a wall. We had hit a wall. And and then it became that thing of like any stupid idea becomes the funniest thing that has ever happened to yeah. you. So we had this idea about a kid doing graffiti and he gets pulled over by a cop, but the cop is on a horse, so it's yeah. a horse cop. It's a horse cop. And it's the guy basically trying to like threaten this kid, but he can't get off of the horse. L- yeah, L- long story. He has nowhere to tie it up. It becomes this whole thing. Long story short, we wrote a fifty-five page. Fifty-five page. <laughs> what could be called a manifesto because of that length? And it was all horse facts. Horse facts. <laughs> None of it had a story. Eventually, this cop character is trying to like teach his kid a lesson, and he just kept saying like. Oh, yeah, you think you're cool? What if you get hit by this horse? That's like 3,200 pounds of sheer brute force. That's more than a Honda Civic. <laughs> I'm going to die. I can't tell you. I love this man so much because I'm going to die knowing that horses have the biggest eyes out of any land mammal. Out of any land. This is a fact. And we were sitting there, and the lady was coming by every hour being like, do you want anything? And we are like, yeah, we'll have the cheapest thing on the menu again. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll have another hot water, please. <laughs> Hold off on the lemon. I don't know if that costs money here. <laughs> and and we were screaming, howling, just like, yeah. ah, like we're gonna, we're gonna be on SNL. Yeah, we were really. <laughs> I'm Lord, not this kidding. This is gonna be the whole audition for Lord. He's gonna be like, you gotta bring those guys that were doing the horse material. You got- <laughs> $52,000 budget. It was way too, ex- like, it was so <laughs> elaborate. And I got home that night. I remember I crawled into bed. My girlfriend was there. It was like three, and uh-huh. she's like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, we wrote a thing about a horse cop, and I think it's going to win something <laughs> at Cannes. Needless to say, it did, not, it did not make it into the actual sketch show, Comedy Central axed it, as we did after we slept. And... But I just, in that moment, I remember thinking, like, man, if we get on SNL together, when they do, like, the intro of, like, and Ramsey Badawi and Ozzy it would be both of us on a horse. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm still obsessed with horses. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you, dude. And we're obsessed with this, uh, with this audience. Thank you, you guys, guys are so fantastic. much. Thank you so much. Hey guys, it's Bobby Bones. I host The Bobby Bones Show, and I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together, and we get into a room, and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music, too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app.
friends, we're back. Oh, I missed you. How are you? Did you go pee or get a drink? Not like you couldn't do that. It is a podcast. Did what? you hit 15 seconds forward a bunch of times? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do with that break? Um, You know, we recently took a European trip. Yeah. And we've, we've talked about it, obviously, a, a little bit, but we wanted to get into it because I feel like we didn't give you guys really information on our international journey. Yeah, we we got in deep about some emotional stuff on the Patreon, but we never really talked about any of the fun stuff that yeah. happened. Or not fun, but just like fun stories. Here's the thing. we went. To, uh, it was Naomi's mom's 60th birthday, and she wanted to take a trip with her daughter to Europe. And then Andy was invited. And then I was... Do you think she invited me because she thinks we're family now? Sure. <laughs> I think she was also like, well, I know you like Andy and like it will be fun to have another person and be able to go off and do stuff and go off and do stuff. We did. We went to Amsterdam. You guys went to first you went to Paris for two days. Then you went to Brussels for two days. Then I met you in Amsterdam. Right. So you came through for the final. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Of the European journey. Um, what are your impressions of Amsterdam, Naomi? Because I got one big one. My impression. I mean, canals. Canals, canals, canals. If you love canals, and I don't mean Stephen Canals, but we do love him. Right. But if you love canals, you will love Amsterdam. It is full of them. Amsterdam is gorgeous. Gorgina. I can't take it. Like, I, I mean, people say this always about Europe. Obviously, like, it's old. I mean, giving you cobblestone realness. It is gorgeous, but Amsterdam was, like, so nice. And, of course, we were there in summer, so the sun is shining. Everyone's on their bicycles. It was so, so nice. I loved it. It was like, do I live here now? Like, I was, I was like, Seriously, we did, like, place to be. It, well, I mean, it has the feel of New York, because, obviously, that's the prequel. Yeah, Amsterdam <laughs> is New York the prequel. Um, but, uh, you know, it's much more walkable, and yeah. the food is better, question mark? Than what? New York. Oh, absolutely not. But <laughs> the food is good, but it's also, it's multi-culty. I feel like, you know, in my head, I just assumed I'm going to the Netherlands. It's going to be all, like, blonde, white, tall people. And Amsterdam was so multi-culty. You, you thought it was going to be an Aryan homeland. I was. I was like, Aryan? I've never heard anyone say it that way. Okay. okay. I really, I've never said it out loud, I think. <laughs> You've never said Aryan out loud? Yeah. What Why company are you keeping? What? What company are you keeping? <laughs> I just refer, look, when I was a kid, we didn't say Aryan. We just said Nazi. When I was a kid. Oh, my God. The tomorrow people. And now you kids today <laughs> say Aryan. 
it um yeah, that's what I thought it was gonna be, but it was actually very multiculty and chill. Everyone spoke English, and not that I expected them to at all. So it was like a, a surprise. I was like, okay, Amsterdam, these people are truly citizens of the world. Okay, they're coming through with a multilingual, a duolingo life. I really, I did have uh, the Google Translate thing open on my phone for most of the time. I kept typing in like. <sighs> How do you type in stop taking a selfie in front of the Anne Frank house? How do you say that in Dutch? <laughs> there were way too many selfies in front of the Anne Frank house. I was like, this is not right. This is not right. Have some reverence. I was like, I was like, look, a girl was trapped. But here's my big takeaway. Tell me your big takeaway. Uh, which is the red light district, which we walked past. Okay. We legit. By takeaway, <laughs> by the way. I just mean that. Uh, anyway, go on. Sorry. No, we went. Well, so. My mom and her husband, they have been to Amsterdam before, and so, and they really love it, and and she was like, oh, let's go, I want you to see the red light district. Like, let's go walk around. Neither of us clamoring for that, by the way. At, first of all, why would I want to go look at titties with my mama? What about <laughs> going to the red light district with my mother and her husband make any kind of sense? So I was like, um, okay. But it's not like you had to go to some separate, you know, far off district. It really is just kind of in the middle of that center city. So it was more like walking down a couple streets. And on the streets, there are these like small, I guess, rooms with like glass windows where prostitutes. Sex workers. Sex workers stand behind there as like, hey, look at me. You want to do right. something with me? Right. They're scantily clad. They're showing you their goods. And then obviously there's like a you know red light on top of their window to let you kind of know, you know, from afar. <laughs> yes. Or they're standing there bored, scrolling on their phones, playing Candy Crush, reading a magazine. And honestly, I felt that. I felt that in my bones. Whenever I saw them like texting or on their phone, but like in the window, I was like, girl, you are real right now. And here are all the Euros. <laughs> yes. Sex worker, the worker part of it. Exactly. Is, it's like, I'm like, oh, right. Yes. Uh, the worker part. This is what I did when I worked at supermarkets and was bored. I mean, we didn't have cell phones then. Back that day, I mean, we Back didn't have then, cell phones. Back the Tomorrow People, <laughs> 1970s. Um, but I'm it, not, by the way, I was not born in the 70s. I'm not that old. I know. But uh, I, it was, because in that, in that part of Amsterdam, there were these like roving gangs of Euro bros. Yeah. I guess like waiting to, like going from sex worker to sex worker, trying to like haggle. Well, there were a lot of, yeah, it's like, a, you know, Amsterdam, you know, obviously with like all its weed and kind of party cult in the red light district, it's a place with a lot of, um, what's the word, bachelor parties and bachelorette parties. Uh, so stag dues. Stag parties. So a lot of people like, they're out there to get their party on. And so we saw like a lot, you know, these guys are loving the red light district. But even if they weren't big groups, sometimes there'd be one guy or two guys we saw more than once pretty much trying to, as you said, haggle. With a sex worker in the red light district. Uh, uh, how about uh, instead of uh, fifty euro for a uh, for a for you to touch my sack? Naomi's like looking at me. I'm literally like, like, what are you gonna say? I'm like, what? What is this act out gonna be? Do we need the details? I was uh, like, go for it. How about forty five euro to touch my butt? Yep, forty five euro <laughs> to touch my butt, for example. And, and it was like we were both like, what the fuck? I mean, and I feel like I've said this a couple times since, but my mom was like, how fucking dare you haggle with a sex worker? That is trash, okay? You don't bring a coupon to the dentist's office, so don't you come up on this working professional who is trying to bring you some joy and satisfaction and try to take $10 off. Do you go to Target, grab some cat litter, and then when you're at the cashier, do you go like, hey, for this uh, tidy cat, 
Uh, I know it's listed at eight ninety nine. I'll give you eight bucks. You don't. You pay the stinking price. You pay the price. Stop haggling for rim jobs. That's <laughs> I gotta say, Naomi. That's our major Amsterdam <laughs> takeaway. Stop haggling for rim jobs. There's one other. This is not an Amsterdam takeaway. This is a Germany takeaway. Oh. So my flight, because uh, I was coming late to meet them. My flight was uh, through. I, I like I was supposed to fly through San Francisco and then out to Frankfurt and then whatever. There was something where it was got it got messed up. Like there was a delay in the plane. I had to like switch and I ended up in going from Los Angeles all the way to Frankfurt and then Frankfurt to Amsterdam. Correct. And when I get to Frankfurt, Naomi, mm-hmm. now you know this, but. Yeah, <laughs> tell it, tell it. When I get to Frankfurt, I, I get off the plane and I'm like, hey, my connecting flight's in an hour. Uh, where is it? Can I get there in time? And everyone like looked concerned. But they kept saying, like, yeah, every, like, Lufthansa. Yeah. Uh, every Lufthansa. Employee? Yeah. I was going to say bro and broette. <laughs> broette. Okay. Is that the Lufthansa vibe? Yeah. No, they were, like, they weren't. I wouldn't say they're bros and broettes. I just <laughs> was, like, searching for a fun word. But, like, every time I asked them, it looked like they were, like, weighing a, like, hefty moral question. Like, can <laughs> he get there? And I'm, like, and I'm like, how big is this airport? Right. Because I'm, like, I should just be able to, like, you know – Every gate should be at least like 15, 20 minutes away from each other. And then I got out, I, you know, I, fu- I found where I was supposed to go and uh, I found out why they were also like kind of skeptical and kind of like hemming and hawing and being mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think so. Because you have to go back through security. And there was one long line coming out of uh, going into where the, the scatter backscatter machines are and where the all the like x-ray stuff is. That was just like slowly moving. Like, what's the reverse? I know there's a reverse flash. Eobard? Eobard Thon, go ahead. (laughs) But, like, what's a reverse reverse flash? Like, someone who goes super slow. Right. Yes. Right, right, right. Whatever that is. Whatever the the reverse of that flash is. The super reverse flash. That's how slow this line was moving. (laughs) Molasses slow. Like molasses. For a cliche. If you didn't like the flash thing. It's just snaking. And as, as I'm in this line... It's getting closer and closer to when the plane is boarding. And I know that if I miss this. Oh, yeah. I don't know when the next plane is. I don't. I'm trying to get there to to, you know, we've said before that uh, your relationship with your mom is sometimes challenging. And he had to arrive as soon as possible. I needed his emotional support in that moment. So and I'm starting to get like I've already been on a plane for like 12 hours. I'm starting to get like sweaty and annoyed. And I like grab uh I didn't grab. I, <laughs> you I flagged down. I flagged down one of the one of the people at the airport. I'm like, hey, my flight's boarding in 15 minutes. Uh, you know, at, at JFK they pull you aside and they ha- let you through if your flight's boarding soon. And the guy's and like, you are not alone in this moment. No. There are other people also trying to live that yes. connection life. And that guy goes, yeah, your yours is boarding soon. This guy's boarding soon. This guy's boarding soon. And then he just walks away. And I go, uh, okay, you have landed in Germany. Five minutes later. It's 10 minutes now till my plane is boarding. I grab I I don't grab. I beckon to another a different employee and the, and he like looks at me and goes, "What do you want me to do?" and then walks away. Then uh, 2 minutes later a third employee. Now, this employee is a black woman and I <laughs> And normally you do have a connection. You do have a connection. Something about it's like you and black women do like vibe and I don't know if it's like because like you and I are in love can they sense that um is it that you know because of our love you're more comfortable I don't know what it is but normally you can break through you can break through not in Germany you were in Germany so now my 
plane is about to board in about five minutes. I finally get to the guy at the x-ray machine. Yeah. Okay. And in Europe, they have someone helping you put all your like shoes and bullshit into a, a basket. And uh, there's a guy in front of me moving fucking slow as shit. And I go to grab a basket, just dump my stuff in ahead of time. And the guy behind the thing. Now, this guy looks like. Uh, if you know Battlestar Galacta, Galactica, <laughs> he looks like Le- the Leo Bin Cylon. He looks just like very German. He looks like <laughs> a grad student who is desperate to look like a grad student. Like goatee, just like the the perfect glasses, just like very like um, – and he had this like smile, like a Joker smile plastered on his face. Oh, plastered and he, smiles are creepy as fuck. And I he scolds me and says, wait my turn to wait my turn. I, Germany. I finally get there and he's like, uh, and he was like, do you have all your liquids out? And I'm like, uh, I don't have any liquids, whatever. I had like the normal amount that you're supposed to have. You have the 331 or the 311, your three ounce bit. Yes. I've never had to take it out in America. And so I take out the stuff <laughs> I have to take. I know this makes me sound bad. I know. But like, I've, no one's ever made me take it out here. Uh, the stuff goes through. It's by the way, it's moving on the conveyor belt so fucking slow. Right, and at I this get point, through, the flight is boarding. Yes, I get through the machine, the backstory machine, and my stuff is still on the conveyor belt going through. And he, the guy, comes over like it goes through the extra machine. He comes over, he beck with one finger beckons me to come over to him, and he goes, "I thought I asked you if you had any liquids." I go, "What, what do you mean?" He's like, he points to the machine. I guess my like. Uh, face wash and stuff again. Right. Three point four ounces. He's. I'm like. I didn't have to. I don't have to do that. I'm like freaking out now because I'm think I'm gonna miss my plane. I'm like. I didn't have to do that in America. My plane's boarding. Can you please teach me a lesson some other time? <laughs> it's like they were punishing every American for Trump's election. You were an example, and it's the moment you say like, "We don't do this in America." He's like. You ain't in America <laughs> no more, bitch. I, I he realized, was like, I'm going to get you. I realized that was my that was a huge mistake. I'm going to get you, sucker. But you also, was on that. But also, I'm Jewish. This is Germany. Those motherfuckers owe me. Honey, they they don't care no more. <laughs> they don't care. Their ancestors who remember the dark times are no longer with us. And you- <sighs> He goes so slowly through my bag. Oh, knowing I that I petty. have just- Petty. This is the pettiest. I can just imagine him, especially with this Joker smile you're describing, just pulling each item. Like, pretty much, literally unpacking your entire bag so that even when he's done, you still have to repack the thing. Yes. The, the, it, it, truly petty mayonnaise. The smile did not leave his face. Ugh. And then I run as fast as possible, and I'm like the last to board the plane. Oh and my I get God. to you. When you open that door, Naomi, you were so happy to see me. And I'm like, it was worth it. I like literally grabbed you like a reunion. It was like a reunion moment. I We haven't seen each other in 20 years. We've been separated <laughs> by wars. <laughs> and I like, and then you get in there and I'm like, why are you sweating? Like you were drenched and you were like, it's been a day. <laughs> like it was just like you also had to come down. And so like immediately I feel like you fell asleep on the bed, like could not stay upright. But I was like, he's here. He's here. We made it. But you guys, just like FYI, I feel like people need to tell you or like when you get your when you book a flight like that international and have to do that layover, they need to say on the airport's website, you will need to go through security and or customs again. So you might want to have two to three hours between flights because you know how you'd be like, oh, good short layover. I'll be in and out, honey. None of you got to go through and through. And if you're American, there's no longer any goodwill towards you. Yeah, honey, you leave this soil. Nobody give a fuck. So, truly, you survived, and we went through so much, and then we were got to take in beautiful Amsterdam, and we ate uh, 
Dutch apple pie. Ooh, baby. I love this stuff. If I could have brought that back in my suitcase, I would have. Um, You guys, I really don't know how to pivot. So, you know what? <laughs> pivot. We're gonna take a break. Pivot. And then we're going to give you another great set. Hi, guys. I'm Katie Lowe's, actress, mom, and host of the parenting podcast, Katie's Crib, a show that helps women navigate the big shifts which motherhood can bring. This season, you'll hear from resilient mamas like actress Gabrielle Union, thought leaders like author of the New York Times bestseller Untamed, Glennon Doyle, and experts like prenatal and postpartum clinical psychologist Dr. Alyssa Berlin. We get candid about our experiences and share resources for everything parenting. Endometriosis and surrogacy, divorce and blended families, emotionally preparing for postpartum, Katie's Crib is covering it all. For a dose of comfort and community with those who understand the struggles and the joys of raising tiny humans, subscribe now for brand new episodes every other Thursday. Listen to Katie's Crib on the iHeartRadio app or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Okay, I feel like that was great. That was a great reset. We were kind of living in that German intensity now we're here. We have another great set for you. This next set is from Carla and Craig Kakowski. Ooh. ooh, baby, not only is that a great vocal warm-up, <laughs> they're a true power couple. They're both improvisers and actors, and together they perform under the name Orange Tuxedo. And they co-host the podcast Craigslist, which is about movies. <laughs> You've seen Craig on shows like Drunk History, Veep, Community, Bajillion yeah. Dollar Properties. And you've heard Carla on podcasts like Spontanea Nation and the JV Club. Oh, man. So they are a good time. Get into this loving, hilarious couple. Roll it. That is the sexiest song I've ever All right. <laughs> entered on stage to. Craig and Carla Kikowski is very alliterative and fun to say. Yeah. I hope you agree. Thank There's you. There's a lot of hard K sounds. <laughs> we were just in Poland, and uh, Kakowski is a Pol- this is this is how we're gonna start. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a Polish last name, and it's actually pronounced Tatskowski. Tatskowski. It's a not as funny. Right? Not as funny. We can all agree that hard C and K sounds are intrinsically funny. I don't know if we all agree, but... <laughs> uh, fall into a fault line. Fall into a fault line. <laughs> uh, so we've been... Uh, so we're, we're the one of the married couples for tonight, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've never been to couples therapy. Ever. So this is convenient. <laughs> like, I like the title of this podcast. Yeah. Like, shit is going to come out tonight that's never been said. <laughs> and we improvise uh, together... Um, so we play characters on stage together, but I honestly don't know that we've ever been ourselves on stage together. That's true. This is weird. It's so who are who <laughs> are you right look now? Look at all the space yeah. between <laughs> us right now. It's very I'm keeping a comfortable distance. <laughs> I feel like way nervous about it. Uh, so so when we were talking about couples therapy, uh, we were like, well, what are topics that we would actually talk about in couples therapy? Um, and the thing that kind of kept popping up for us was the age difference between the two of us. One uh, of us is, ele- is 11 years older than the other. You get no guesses as to which one it is. Uh, last summer, we were in uh, w- w- Sarasota, Florida. I didn't tell... Please hold your applause. <laughs> and uh, 
we were at the airport and I left my phone in the Uber and I was freaking out and the woman who worked at the Dunkin Donuts <laughs> yeah uh, not a lot of <laughs> options at the Sarasota airport <laughs> approached Craig and was like oh is is your daughter okay <laughs> I don't think she used the term daughter, but it was clear from the way that she was talking to me that A, she thought you were my daughter, and B, she thought that I was sending you off to college. <laughs> and I just, there's no point to saying that. I just wanted to say it in front yeah. of people. <laughs> uh, in Florida, you look 21. In Florida, I'm a solid 21, everybody. <laughs> Uh, so there's an 11 years age difference, which isn't crazy. That's not crazy. It's not like Catherine McPhee and David Foster <laughs> territory. What? That's a new relationship. The jury's still out on that one. I think there's a 35-year age difference oh, there. Oh, wow. Catherine McPhee just married David Foster, who composed the love theme to St. Elmo's Fire when she was one years old. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I mean... So we're a lot closer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Charlie Chaplin and Una O'Neill. <laughs> but it's one of the love stories of our time. They had seven kids. There was a 40-year age difference. A 40-year yeah. age difference. Woody and Sunny. <laughs> one of the great love stories of our time. <laughs> and we're much closer in age. But I am, uh, I'm Gen X, clearly, by the flannel. <laughs> I'm like Kurt Cobain 24-7. Oh like, that's my just... God who I am. I'm like, you know, two guys, a girl, <laughs> and a pizza place, you know. Uh, and you I know. just recently found out that I'm a millennial. According to an article that was published last year. Retroactively, you became a millennial. I thought that I was Gen Y, and then all of a sudden last year, I became a millennial, which isn't really fair. Like, how can you change the rules of these things? All I know is you're the generation that thinks The Goonies is a good movie. And it is. <laughs> And Anyone? I'm the generation that my, my demo doesn't show up to comedy shows on Saturday nights. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm like, slacker, here we are now, entertain us. And I'm like, a millennial? I don't know. <laughs> it seems strange. Uh, 1980 was when I was born. And you 69. were? 69. Yeah? Say, I was born the same day as Gwen Stefani. <laughs> and I was born the same day as Paul McCartney. <laughs> well, not the same year, though. No, I mean, I literally... <laughs> no, like the same day. Yeah, you have the same birthday as Paul McCartney. I was born on the same fucking day as Gwen I had Stefani. so much wine. She looks way better I drank than so me. much wine to do this. <laughs> um, you're right. I don't know who was born in the same... 1980. Blake Shelton was born the same year as you. <laughs> no, he so wasn't. Think, yeah. <laughs> He's clearly I think, older. I think we have a similar age difference as Gwen and Blake. Aw, that's very sweet. Another one of the great romances of our time. <laughs> Except she looks way younger than he does. That's true. Right? Yes. And I look way older than you. Um, we already... <laughs> <laughs> so there's an 11-year age difference, but this is a year where we both have milestone birthdays coming yes. up. Yes. If, uh, if you've been doing the math in your head, I know you have, sir, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm turning 40 in almost a year. From you now. just turned 39. I just turned 39. So, yeah. I feel like I'm 40 already. Why, why have a 39? You're close enough to 40. Yeah. Just be 40, right? In October of this year, Gwen and I <laughs> turn the fitty. <laughs> what did you just say? I said fitty. Uh. <laughs> it's happening. 
50. Yeah. I yeah. mean, so it's a big birthday. But because time moves forward at the same rate, we've been through this before. <laughs> yes. We've been together for 14 years. Yeah, it's been a long time. With a break. There was a break in there. He broke up with me. Can you believe that? Because I turned 40 and freaked the fuck out. <laughs> or I, my 40th birthday was approaching, and I'm, I just had like a midlife crisis. Like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Where is my life headed? Let me take it out on my girlfriend. <laughs> And I, I called it off. You did. And so we were apart for almost a year. And uh, you turned 40 and realized I was pretty great. <laughs> and then you came crawling back. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, let's just casually date for a while. And we did. And we did. And then I was like, all right. I love you. <laughs> and then you highly suggested that a proposal would be nice. And... <laughs> In the near future. Yes. I, yes, that's true. I firmly suggested that if, if this was a thing, then I wanted to get married. And then we did. And we've been married for seven years now. Yeah. Almost. Almost. Craig asked me this morning, it's been seven years. <laughs> almost, yeah. I wasn't sure, but yeah, we looked it up. But it works because I don't care that you're not sure. I'm fine with that. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. It's okay. It's just a date. Just like me being born on the same day as Paul McCartney. It's just a date. <laughs> But you're about, you're, you're starting to have your midlife crisis. Yes, so who knows? Maybe tonight is the inciting incident. <laughs> this is not save the cat. We don't need an inciting incident. It could be. This is our uh, lives. Yes. Uh, but yeah. mor mortality is something that yeah, you Yeah, so I've been thinking a lot. a lot about death. And here's, here's the truth. Okay, so here's the real thing, which is about couples therapy, which is if we were in couples therapy, I've been concerned lately that Craig's going to die before me <laughs> and I will be left alone because we're not having kids. What'd you say? That's your problem. <laughs> oh, see? Okay, right? You what? I don't There's a 37-year difference? Oh, you've been, you've been married for 37 years. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, wow. <laughs> we're, we're improvisers, so we're not used to this. <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> the audience can talk. What's happening? Um. Uh, it means they're connecting with what we're saying. That's right. And what we're Because it's saying? relatable. We're relatable. Okay. That's, that's who we are. <laughs> so. But yeah, but luckily... Your family has terrible genes, so we probably will die around That's the same true. time. <laughs> my, my parents are in their late 70s in good health. All of my grandparents lived into their late 80s or 90s. And, and, and my, all my grandparents are dead. They died in their 60s. <laughs> my parents are still alive, though. Yeah, they're, they're going strong. Yeah, but they're, they're, like, they're, they're like, like my age. <laughs> <laughs> they're 10 years older than you. Yeah. <laughs> I have young parents. Uh, yeah, so... Um, met, uh, he sold her pot. What? Your oh, yeah, yeah. You that's how they met. My Tell the romantic story about how your parents met. My parents met because my mom was looking f for marijuana, and my dad had it to buy. <laughs> and he sold it to her, and that's how they met. One of the great romances of our time. And then they <laughs> clearly got divorced. <laughs> yeah. When the pot ran out, they when got the divorced. When the pot ran out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, so, yeah. So, I'm afraid you're going to die. And well, yeah, well, no, but like, I'm afraid I'm going to die, too, but I'm afraid you're going to die first. Right. And then what happens to me? I mean, I have friends. I'm not a 
you know, like I, I can. You won't I be w- a recluse. I won't be a recluse, but I'm just saying, like, there is that weird idea of like when uh, on our first date we slept together on our first date. Thank you very much. It was very, uh, yeah. You weren't gonna, s- you weren't gonna say that, were you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd bring that up with our therapist. <laughs> <laughs> but La Poubelle on Franklin does wonders. It really does. We saw a show at UCB. <laughs> yes. A oh, sex- no, y- you were in the show. I was in a show. A sexy, sexy show. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, and then the next day, we took a walk in the neighborhood. Romantic uh, Los Feliz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Uh, and I and I casually was like, I, I need to find out how old this guy is. And I, I was like, oh, I'm hoping for like five years older than me. Like this that is before be Facebook. You couldn't just look right. up. Right. No, this was before Facebook. Uh, and uh, and so the next day, I asked him, like, oh, well, yeah, like so, yeah, so like, how old are you anyway? And at the time, you said 37, and I was 26, and I was like, oh, okay, that's not great. <laughs> but like Matthew Perry is that age. And I had a huge crush on Matthew Perry when I was younger. So I'm like, it's like I'm dating Matthew Perry. I'm the Chandler. You're yeah. the Chandler. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I think we'll die around the same time, I think. <laughs> I mean, we've had two earthquakes in two days, so I think... We also travel together all the time. Yes. And so the odds of a plane crash are good. Uh, yeah. We actually don't say that. We go. We take a lot of trips together, and I'm already <laughs> afraid of flying. <laughs> you know that. Uh, but the truth is, is that like it would be very nice if we died at the same time. Just it'd be convenient. Yeah. I think you know. You remember the old couple from Titanic, right? Yeah. I I think as soon this may happen this weekend. Like as soon as the rumbling starts, right? We know when the rumbling starts. We're just gonna head to the bedroom. I will spoon you. (laughs) You'll grab our our uh, larger dog. And you'll grab the chihuahua. We'll make the little dog. We'll spoon with the larger dog. Yeah, yeah. And we'll just like create this perfect four spoons lying on the bed, and then our unsecured mirror will fall. Does and what a way to go romantic? out. And what? What a way to go out. Exactly. Oh, Does that sound romantic to everybody? I feel like I can stand close <laughs> oh to you God. now. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thank you. That's our time. Oh, Carla and Craig. The question of who's going to die first. I mean, I ask myself <laughs> that every day. That's like literally what I think about. And I feel like it's going to be me because I eat trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was exciting. I, I really have loved Craig ever since I saw him on Community. Yeah. I'm a big Community fan. And uh, he played like one of the cops, yeah. police officers, security people on that show. Uh, just like killed every scene he was in. He's so funny. They were so lovely. I love their love. Um, and you guys, I love you. I'm in a loving space right now. Um, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. You enjoyed the set. You enjoyed the international journey. We will holler at you next week, baby. Bye. My name is Kimberly Drew. If I've learned anything in my years of studying and uplifting black artists, it's that we all have the power to create something beautiful. 
That's why I'm pleased to introduce you to people who have broken down boundaries in fencing and helped to create the first ever smart store. They're a big deal, and it's time we give them our attention. Listen to Your Attention, Please, a Hulu podcast with iHeartRadio on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's inspired by Your Attention, Please, now streaming on Hulu. Watch for a fresh point of view on Black history. Hey, young world, the world is yours. It is I, OCT, the producer of the Baller Alert Show podcast, featuring none other than myself and the kid Ferrari Simmons with your favorite Ethiopian Sue Solo. The Baller Alert Show podcast is here for you, keeping you in the know with the latest of your favorite celebrities, current events, and providing free games to the listeners in need. So join the talk of the town because it's going down. It's the Baller Alert Show podcast, baby. Don't, don't you ever forget it. Only cover the latest in entertainment, but we're bringing you the entertainment directly from the source. That's right. We have celebrity guest hosts, exclusive interviews, and it all goes down on the Bother Alert Show podcast. We are your number one source for the culture. So, like DJ Khaled says, don't ever play yourself. Join the conversation today. Head on over to the Bother Alert Show and join me, Ferrari Simmons. Join me, Sue Solo, and it's all produced by me, OCT, on the Bother Alert Show podcast. Available on iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you. You get your podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.